Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. This is Insurance and Finance Live, Middle East edition, near Middle East edition. I'm super excited for this first show with my very good friend, Kobe Bendelak, CEO of InsurTech Israel. Thank you very much for making us do this awesome show. We have also three guests here, Stuart Taylor, founder of Turnkey IS. We have Gabby Young here, director of marketing and communications at Lightico. And last but not least, Ali Hassan from head of international coverage, DIFC Dubai International Finance Center, one of my favorite cities around the world. But I love all cities. Um, but Dubai it has this very, very big place in my heart. Kobe, thank you very much for yeah. doing this. Um, since it's the first show, why are we doing this? Because there is a new time in the Middle East after the Abraham Amendment Agreement, the relationship between the Israeli citizen and the United Arab Emirates people are very start to be warm. So we are looking forward to have a great relationship with uh, our great uh, new friends. So this is the purpose. How do I will do business or how do InsurTech business in the Middle East? Okay, before I get too emotional about this one, uh, let's go <laughs> to the technical details. You know, uh, I, I, it's really great. And I really, if, if you out there are watching, you like this, ask questions, like, share, and comment. And if this show goes viral and others, we will make this, you know, regular and make a cool event when COVID is over somewhere in the region. All right. Um, let's let's dig deep. I would like to ask each and everybody a sentence about him, uh, his or her company. Let's go to Stuart because he's like here, right uh, across the screen. <laughs> Stuart, founder. What are you guys doing? Um, yeah. Welcome everybody. Uh, Stuart Taylor, founder of Turnkey IS Technologies. Uh, we've been in Dubai now. This is our fourth year, based in the DIFC. Um, started off as a, an insure tech focused on distribution, uh, but now we're focusing more on the consultancy side and the analytical side of insurance data. Cool. Um, let's go to Ali, um, DIFC, super famous, but when should we call you? Or actually the, the audience. Uh, they can call me anytime. I'm, I'm very happy to engage. I mean, listen... The DIFC is super famous. It's the largest financial services and innovation cluster uh, in the Niazza region. So it's uh, Middle East, North Africa, but also South Asia. So delighted to be here and looking to, uh, to having a lively conversation. Ngabi, thank you very much for, for joining us. If you would need to explain to my four-year-old daughter what Lightico is doing, how would you do that? And yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, so assuming that your four-year-old daughter is very, very smart, um, <laughs> what Lightico does, we're actually a digital completing platform. We streamline customer journeys for banks, insurance companies, auto finance companies, and across the financial services industry. Um, and basically, if you wanted your four-year-old to understand what it is, ask her what a scanner is and a fax machine is, right? She probably has never seen either of those. 
Um, and basically by using Lytico, she will never have to use any of those things because she'll be able to complete everything from her smartphone, whether it's filling forms, whether it's signing documents, um, whether it's providing her ID, um, she'll be able to do it all just in a few clicks of her of her little mini smartphone that she probably has already. Very cool, very good. Not yet, but she always has mine. I don't know how that Good, happens. good, good, good. Uh, I love now Face ID now. Thank you, Steve, for that one, Steve Jobs. All right, Kobe, you have also prepared some hard questions for our participants. Uh, what would you like to ask them first? First, maybe I will let the Ali to, to, uh, to explain us how, how the Shootech landscape is, looks like in the Middle East. Yeah, absolutely, Kobe. And, and listen, um, I, I echo your sentiments around the Abraham Accords as well. And I was delighted to see that the first Israeli baby uh, was born in Dubai uh, a few days ago. So uh, wow. there you go. Bre breaking new ground. Yes, that is it. <laughs> uh, no, so listen, I, I mean, I think the, um, you know, the landscape, uh, you know, for InsureTech is, uh, is still pretty nascent. Um, but I think that, um, you know, within that, that uh, obviously is uh, leaving uh, a gap for uh, opportunities and for people to bring in uh, solutions. I think that, that the market, the landscape in, in the Middle East is really interesting. And there are three, three key drivers for me. Um, one is uh, the, the diversifying um, economies, um, particularly of the GCC, right? So Dubai, listen, Dubai has never really had GDP coming out of the ground and has been diversifying for decades and is a, you know, well-established uh, global commercial uh, hub. Um, but we're seeing the other D GCC countries really accelerate their, their, their diversification strategies, moving away from hydrocarbons, investing in, in a variety of economic sectors. Uh, and that is driving uh, digital adoption uh, and it's driving, um, you know, interest in other economic sectors, including obviously financial services. So the economic growth that you're seeing in the region is actually in a medium trend uh, well above, you know, the global average. Secondly, I think it's well recognized as a region of wealth uh, and there are, you know, significant public and private wealth pools. I mean, I think in, in aggregate around $7 trillion. And this uh, capital is uh, being deployed in as part of that diversification. Uh, mm. And it is also driving demand for financial services, um, including, of course, insurance, um, because um, you are getting more investable assets, you know, for example, you're also, particularly in that private sector or the private wealth pool, you are getting a transformation of that wealth into financial products. And, you know, there's a general uptick in sophistication. So I think that that sort of generates interest for insurance. Now, the insurance market in the region is around two, uh, 25 um, billion US dollars in gross written premium, but it's a drop in the ocean. You know, the, the upside is massive. There's only 1%, 1 1.7% 1 penetration. And then lastly, I think the digital adoption. So just going to Gabby's point, I yeah. mean, the smartphone penetration in the GCC is actually 20% higher than in Europe. 
So in terms of, you know, B2C solutions, in terms of, you know, um, uh, in, uh, end users being familiar and happy with digital solutions, that, you know, that component is there. So, um, you know, those are the three, you know, three areas that, that I would highlight. I, I still remember when I was really sick in Dubai, lying in my hospital to order medicine via WhatsApp. That was really, really interesting and getting it delivered to the footsteps of my of my hotel. Shout out to the unknown uh, delivery driver who saved my life that day. Gabi, <laughs> um, do, do you feel yourself in the description and uh, how would you compare the Israeli InsurTech uh, sphere here? Okay, so um, actually in Israel, we have a very strong uh, insurtech um, body. I mean, Kobe actually leads that with... Don't uh, say nice things about him. You cannot deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> insurtech Israel. And, and through him and his group of insurtech Israel, we have partnered up with lots of other insurtechs, but also... Um, you know, we're a really strong body now and, and at the upcoming ITC event, which is in a couple of months time, um, you know, he's managed to put together a whole pavilion of Israeli insurtechs who are really, really changing things in the industry. Like imagine the, the one thing we all really hate is the paperwork, right? If you think about insurance and the one thing that like we we fight with our spouses, we we have a bad day if we're having a bad day it's probably because somebody asked us to fill out a form something like that right I, I wouldn't be surprised and it's like why do things have to be so complicated and they don't right and so companies like Lytico and like other insure techs out there are really um, making things easier for insurance companies based all around the world and uh, the Middle East in US Europe um, and it's it's really cool when I have my friends in the UK calling me to tell me that they managed to fill out forms through a text message. Oh, isn't that cool technology? And then I said, yeah, well, yeah, I work for that technology, you know, and it's coming from Israel. That's a really cool um, thing to be able to say. So I'm really proud of the work that um, this market is doing to move things forward in, in the whole industry. Stuart, um, and, and this question is actually for all of us, but I would pick 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 Stuart on, on, on this one. Um, do you think the problems or challenges in 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 each region or in, in or, or, or countries are similar? So can solutions from one area could be transferred? Do you think that that's the case, or is it just too different? The, the the solutions can most definitely can be adopted from so obviously I've come from UK background I've seen those solutions working and adopted as part of the general population that Gabby was mentioning yeah. and then my frustration coming to Dubai and not seeing those same solutions working here in in the UAE yet so there's definitely most definitely they can be transferred I think as I say the at the moment within the UAE there has to be some kind of education to the insurance companies here. To, to get to see the benefits of, of, of operating that way. And I think that's yeah. those are the challenges that insurance companies and for insurance and tech companies coming in into the region. Yeah. Cool. But you agree that can definitely be transferred that you know the insurance is insurance. So within obviously within the DRC it's reinsurance, which is slightly different to onshore insurance. But you know, within reinsurance there are those solutions too as well. Yeah. Can I jump in there as well, Robin? Or Please. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's a really important point. Um, you know, around business models from elsewhere being able to be dropped in. Um, I think you know within the DIFC, that's what we've specifically you know sought to provide. So, you know, we have a common law environment. You know, English is the language of business. You know, and you know, and we've attracted um, uh, you know financial firms from around the world. So everything we've done is actually to facilitate that sort of drop and go of existing business models uh, into, um, you know, into the region. But, you know, agree with Robbie, um, sorry, Stuart, that, um, you know, one of the challenges is, is that education piece um, uh, and also addressing that, that low level of penetration of insurance products within, you know, within the region, which could be, you know, if it's uh, adoption of digital solutions, that could help, but there is a, maybe there's a training or, you know, an education piece there as well in terms of, um, you know, opportunities for firms. When, when you say low penetration uh, rate, you know what my ears are hearing? Opportunity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 That's exactly uh, right. Stuart, are, are you seeing a different uh, needs in the insurance uh, size in different countries in the Middle East? Yeah, I think so. I think when we came here and as we were talking a little bit earlier before, before the show started, is the websites I saw for buying products here were way behind what we would see in, in, in the UK and, and Western Europe. And I think um, that's starting to change and there has been some shift in how products are distributed. So if you look at Hala, they've now got sort of paper kilometer product, which, you know, started off in the UK by Aviva four or five years ago. That's starting to shift this way. But you're, not, you're still seeing very traditional products sold. So if you look in the UK, look in the US, you can see, you know, renters can buy a policy against their deposit in pretty much all of Europe now. By renting a, renting a property here, those products aren't available to buy just yet. So there's some, you know, is, there's an evolution that almost seems to happen, needs to happen both from a business side and from a technology side to support that. And I think it's the onshore companies selling directly to the public need that kind of, if Hal is a success, hopefully that will be the catalyst for other insurance companies to do the similar kind of, similar kind of business models in the distribution model. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah and, and, and i mean just just jumping in there on on the on the uh, on the tech side the fintech side you know we've we've got 360 plus tech companies now in the difc um but only three percent are involved in insure tech so yeah. again that would indicate to me that there's huge potential for that mm -hmm. market engagement um from insure tech companies and, and we know there's fantastic expertise and in Israel, yes. and that's you know that's how I got to know Kobe as well. <laughs> but Ali, to be quite okay. honest, why, why is that only three percent? And what do Intratech around the world need to do to enter a market with low penetration rate uh, and high uh, income and uh, high wealth? I mean, it's like you know putting me into a candy shop. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's that's what we're that's what we're trying to do, Robin. I mean, I think you know we've set up in in the DIFC. You know, we have our innovation hub. You know, that, that is our, um, you know, uh, focal point for yep. digital businesses. It gives a, a low friction way of entering the market. It gives access to capital, to talent, to that. You know, we're the largest financial services center in the region, right? So the, the net, networking effect is really powerful. And you, you get to talk to AIG, to Zurich, to other players. And, 
you know, so we're saying, you know, come and we know that there is opportunity. Listen, in 2004, when we were created, there were zero people in the DIFC. Now there are 30,000 and they're not running charities, right? They're making money. So ensure yes. that companies should, should come. Cool. Yes, cool. that's cool. That's really cool. Uh, Gabby, I have a question to you. Uh, as Lightico is one of our uh, best startups, an initiative in the in the insurtech ecosystem in Israel. How do you see Lightico operate in the Middle East? Well, we absolutely see ourselves moving in, into further into the Middle East market. Um, from what I understand, there are some technical um, kind of things that need to be thought about. For example, the way that the data is hosted. I know is different in UAE, for example, than than in other countries around the world. So I know that we're working really, really hard on that, and we hope to have that sorted very, very soon. I don't know, Ali, if you have any information about that, um, but we we've already kind of flown over. We've, I think we've had meetings a few months ago. Just you know, when when we were able to come over. We, we did, and we're very, very excited to do business in the, as much business as possible in the Middle East. Um, I know that there are a few technical uh, back-end um, things that need to be kind of ironed out so that we can really go full power. Yes. Lightico is specialized in the last mile in the service and, and, and sale process. So I think that in, in, from that view... Lightico could be a great tool for Arab countries that use the, sure. the, 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 lang the Arab language uh, as lacking in Israel from, from left to right. So it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. It it's, could be a great opportunity to Lightico. What do you think about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So we have everything set up, for example, language-wise, or everything is set up to be able to work with um, you know, everyone worldwide, especially, um, you know, on the language side, we can work with the Middle East. I know that there is, um, like on, on the back end, some things that we're working together really closely so that next year we'll be able to really go hard and start working really, really closely with lots of insurance companies in UAE UI, and, and Middle East. Kobe, you said now something nice to Gabi. Now you need to ask an easy and nice question to Stuart too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I ask him. Okay. Okay. okay so let's, let let's me ask you nice questions to Stuart. Um, so um, we, we asked now um, uh, Gabi for uh, international expansion and uh, if there are clients outside her core market. Uh, about you, you are based in, in the UAE. Um, so what is your... Are you looking for, for clients outside, inside the region, outside the region? And uh, how about that? Is that to me or is that to Gabby? Just confirm. To you. <laughs> to to you. Me. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we, we started in the UK. We saw the um, Dubai as, as a good place to actually attack the region. So not just the UAE. Obviously, the, the ecosystem within the DLC, and, and there's a plug for you, Ali. Um, it's such an easy place to set up. As a as a as a startup, so there is the the starter license, and we're up, we we've got a a presence on the fintech hive, um, and in the last year where we're based, we've seen the whole area of Gate Avenue just explode with startups, 
And these startups are getting seven-figure numbers in terms of series funding rounds, uh, but none of them are in short techs. So, yeah. so from our side, that, that's good if we can get the penetration. If any other companies coming into the region, we get the penetration. But the but Dubai and UAE in general gives us the ability to go out to other regions or work with companies which are servicing Eastern Africa or South Asia um, or North Africa, that area, and that you know the. The, the, the DRC gives you that license to, to, to operate elsewhere. Some people said there's a funding gap in the region. Is that true or not? Or what do you say? Um, I don't think so. As I said in the last statement there, Robin, we, we have seen um, Tabby, we've seen Postpay, we've seen Bayzoot, and they've all got you know, a million plus in funding around Sawa, one of the original fin uh, founders of the FinTech Hive, excuse me, <clears throat> they've gone through numerous funding rounds now. So th there's definitely the funding appetite there. No, I don't think we've seen any serious funding into an insurtech yet. So yeah. I think that's probably something that and once, once we get to that stage in the region, I think we can celebrate that. Um, there's been some, some of the original aggregators that were trying to take on the direct-to-market base, um, but those you know, those guys have really got the attraction that, as I compare, the market did back in the UK or, or others. So I think that there is there, there is the funding there. I don't think there is a gap there. I think you're just waiting for that first kind of company to really make yeah. it big and shout, woohoo, we've done it within the region. So that's yeah. not happened just yet. But. Um, I mean, if you look at uh, uh, um, 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 if you look at an, an market, you know, and if a startup founder comes to you, and we are a lot of, we, I sit on a lot of, you know, um, advisory boards and, and 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 startup judges and all of that, and if there's a startup coming, say, I am the first, I always have two two associations. One is you're a genius and you can preserve your private island or maybe there is no need. So my, as a devil's advocate, uh, I could ask um, ask you guys, or is there no need for InsurTech in, in the UAE? Ali, what do you say to that? Yeah, I, I definitely think that there's need for, for InsurTech. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I agree with Stuart, you know, the insurance sector as a whole is probably moving at a slower pace um, than, than we've seen in other financial services sectors, but there, there's massive demand. I mean, that, you know, I think that, you know, there's relatively, you know, inefficiencies there, significant inefficiencies that need to be solved for. You know, the cessation rates, you know, so insurance, the reinsurance in the region is like 50%, which is like, you know, so much higher uh, than in other areas. And that's because, you know, perhaps that's a question around the risk management capabilities. Um, as I said, the, you know, the penetration levels are low because there is a, a lack of knowledge or awareness of how beneficial insurance can be. So, I, you know, I think that mm -hmm. there is, yeah, there, there, there is demand there. there. There are certain actions that we can taken to stimulate that demand. But for sure, it, it'll get there. But, okay, okay, let's, let's look into the future. Oh, Kobe, do you have a question? Do you have another question before we yes, go to luck? I, yes, yes, I have. I have to Stuart. You asked me to ask uh, nice questions to, to Stuart. So Stuart, can you see a, 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 your company uh, operating in the Israeli insurance market? Um, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say it's something we've we've looked at just yet because our focus has been getting uh, getting traction here and establishing ourselves as a business here. Uh, but certainly in the future, I think we we'd be willing to consider any territory in. 
including Israel. So uh, certainly with that agreement that's been there now in place for a year, that again, being in Dubai, it gives us the license so to do to, to look at that as an option. Fantastic. I think that's that, I think that's a diplomatic maybe or probably they're working on it, but that but he has poker phrase on now. That's okay. I won't look. I won't look. That's okay. <laughs> so let's look into the future. Something we all can do and cannot do at the same time. Uh, what do you think will um, InsurTech in the Middle and Near East look like in five years? And what do you think we all could do to make it a beautiful picture? Uh, Gabi, what is your wish list in five years? My wish list is next time you're in Dubai in, in hospital, you won't be using WhatsApp to to send. Well, like my wish is that you don't end up in hospital, but if <laughs> the people won't be using WhatsApp and they'll be using Lytico. Okay. Um, and hopefully using a lot of technology to make sure that they're on par with the rest of the world. Um And what would be even better if, if it's Israeli technology being used in the Middle East, um, then that's just the cherry on top. Stuart, how does your future in five years look like uh, if you look at the region? Um, I, I would like to see it catch up with, um, it sounds, sounds, a, sounds like a bad comment, but I'd like to see it catch up with Western Europe in terms of a, a, as, a, as, a, as an industry. So, you know, I look at in Dubai on its own, 3.3 million people live here. Only 17% of those are Emirati. Only 3% come from somewhere else. A large percentage from Western Europe and they're used to using the products we're used to using. And, and living here as, as, as an expat, it causes a lot of frustration. You see a lot of the uh, you know, social media chat amongst expats and, and insurance technology and And, and, and insurance is generally one of the one of the things that you know creates creates a lot of heat on on on, on in, in in discussion. So I would like to see, and I think there's a huge opportunity here to bring uh, to bring the region up into where everybody else is across the globe. Ali, if we uh, close our eyes and open them again, and we have five years time, how uh, does DFC look like, and and what is your wish for the region in in five years? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that, um, as I mentioned, you know, we're close to 400 uh, fintech companies in, you know, within the, the financial services center. That's going to be into the many thousands, I would imagine. It, it, you know, it, so I, I think that that growth is going to continue. But on the insure tech side, you know, we're part of Dubai government, um, you know, we're a Dubai government initiative. We know that at government level, both in the UAE, but also throughout the region, there is an imperative for digital solutions. And, you know, I think that it's inevitable that the insurance sector catches up. Um, we're here to engage and support companies uh, in, in whatever way we can, front end, middle end, back end, or, or whatever. So we're open to, um, to hearing from people and, you know, getting their solutions into the region. Thank you very much. And, and Kobe, when you look into the future in five years, uh, how does the region look like from an InsurTech perspective? <laughs> I must say that I can't see one week for ahead from now because of the COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> It'll still be here, don't worry. Yeah, yes, uh, we hope so. Uh, but uh, if if we can, uh, if we can, if if we will try to look like it's going to be great, uh, because the insurer and the clients knows that there's a lot of need to to make things different. 
And because of that, and based on that, there's, there's going to be a lot of movement. And we see that in Israel. There is, in Israel, there is a few, few new uh, insurer, digital insurer, operating here in Israel, selling PNC insurance and life insurance. So it's, it's great. So the, 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 the insurtech in our region will grow uh, based on the needs in the Gulf in the, and, the, and the money and insurance and the technology and the good, the good relationship that we starting to build together now. Thank you very much. I, I think so too. What I also see in five years is not only that there is like to look outside and to take things from the outside, but to also give to the outside. When I come to Dubai or Israel, I, I see so many things the rest of the world actually could learn from, especially Western Europe. And my fun example of WhatsApp uh, ordering uh, medicine in a, in a needy hour illustrates that because I think... Uh, For most Western European countries, you simply cannot do that. And, uh, you know, when you're sick, you don't want to go outside. So that's just one small example to see. And then for Israel, I also could, could name a few where the rest of the world actually can, even today, learn a lot from, from the region. And that's why we also do the show. This won't be our last. Thank you very much for everybody. Thank you, Jung, from Elijah to watch, uh, to watch it. Thank everybody all who did comments, questions on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, on our website. We couldn't take each and every one of that. So thank you very much. And uh, thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ronis.